An elderly businessman, Aristides Leonides, has been murdered, and his entire family seems to be caught up in the crisis. Today, young Josephine turns detective. There was a good man who came home from the war. To marry the woman he loved, who lived in a crooked house with... Her sister with her brains. Her mother with her ego. Her father with no emotion. Her uncle with too much. Her aunt with too much love for her husband. Her great-aunt with too much love for them all. Her grandfather's new wife with too much hate for them all. And the tutor with his fear. And they all live together with her grandfather, Aristides Leonides. The crooked man who was murdered. I need to talk to the girl, to Josephine. She's already talked to me. How many murderers have I caught? How many got away? She knows who killed Aristides. Are you sure? She just needs more clues. Don't we all... What, you don't believe her? She's just playing detectives, making this into a game. Who killed Grandfather? Her way of coping, I suppose. But she knows things. She says Roger was in trouble at work, money trouble. United Catering is rock solid. And she heard her uncle arguing about it with the old man just before he was murdered. He neglected to mention that. He never mentioned his escape plan, either. He and Clemency have a passage book to South America. Maybe they killed Aristides, and all this stuff about his wife and the tutor is just a setup. Brenda and Lawrence are innocent. If the business was in trouble, it would give Roger a hell of a motive. He had opportunity, too. After the argument, he only had to walk into the bathroom and fill up the syringe with the eye drops. Well, his wife could have done it. She's the ruthless type. Different kinds of ruthlessness. What's that? Uh, uh, something Sophia said about her family. They're all so different, but they all have that streak of ruthlessness. Uh, I hope she was wrong. Roger seems so nice. Murderers often do. You need to talk to Josephine. I'll get Sergeant Lamb onto it. Nice work, Charles. You're getting good at this. <sighs> Sophia doesn't think so. She thinks I've fallen for Brenda. I warned you, she's an attractive woman. No, Sophia's the only woman I want. I just thought Brenda was innocent, but apparently I'm being naive. It probably seems naive to trust anyone if you were brought up by this family. But you're just what we need. Someone straight who can cut through all their rot. It's what Sophia needs, too. I don't know, Uncle Alec. She told me to go. Well, let's show you're not naive enough to take her at her word. Come on. Oh, there's Gateskill to read the world. Let's find out who gets what. That always makes things clearer. Is you, is I, is you ain't my baby. Maybe babies find somebody new. Thank you, young man. You must be Miss Sophia's fiance. Uh, uh, yes. Nothing's uh, official, Mr. Gateskill. In fact, I don't know what Charles is still doing here. Oh, don't be silly, Sophia. One needs a real man so badly in these circumstances. Father, will you tell her? Sophia, please. I'm trying to think. You see? We need you, Charles. Sit by me. It's time to read this will, Mr. Gaskell. I do beg your pardon, Chief Inspector Taverner, but I understood Mr. Aristides had sent it to his bank for safekeeping. What? But it wasn't with his things at the bank. Where else could it be? It's missing. The will's gone missing. Gaskell, father said he'd sent it to you. When he signed it, I'm I'm sure he said... Stay calm, Roger. Perhaps you should explain exactly what happened when he signed it, Mr. Leonidas. Father had Mr. Gateskill draw up a new will last year, didn't he, Philip? He summoned us all to his room to read it. And the provisions of that will? It was perfectly simple. Philip, Sophia, Josephine and I were the only blood relatives left, so he divided everything equally between us, apart from 50,000 for Aunt Edith and 100,000 for his wife. 
Father read it all out and asked if we had any comment. Of course, we had none. Brenda made a comment? Oh, yes. Aunt Edith's right. Brenda said she couldn't bear her darling Aristides to talk about death. And after he was dead, she didn't want any of the horrid money. That's why she's refusing to come down now. A conventional protest typical of her class. So when Brenda had said her bit, Father signed the will. Just how exactly did he sign it? Well, he just signed it, didn't he, Clemency? My father-in-law laid the will on his desk and requested that we ring the bell. He signed it, then the valet and parlour maid came to witness his signature. The correct procedure is for the will to be signed in the presence of the witnesses. What happened next? Aristides put the will in a long envelope, which he said would be sent to Mr Gateskill. Hmm. Could the servants read the will they were signing? Father placed a sheet of paper over it. I see. At least I don't see. My men found this among Mr Leonidas' private papers. That's it. That's the envelope. Is the will inside? I was hoping that Mr. Gateskill would have his own copy. I've never seen anything of the kind. Have a look at it now. Uh, I don't understand. This is the will I prepared for Mr. Aristides. But it's not signed. Don't panic, Roger. It's probably a draft. No, Mr. Aristides returned the draft to me. I then drew up this will. I've initialed and dated it here, see? There are no mistakes in my procedures. So it's worthless? No, it's impossible. It simply couldn't have happened. Oh, never any good wasting breath saying something couldn't have happened when it clearly has happened. What happens now? That's what I'd like to know. Well, the existence of this document revokes all former wills. But whether its provisions are valid is another thing entirely. <laughs> Quite a little legal problem. Nothing's ever simple in this place, is it? Which is the quickest way out? Um, uh, left? No, right. You still worried about Sophia? You saw how she was with me. Could be a lucky escape, not marrying into that lot. Although they do have a fine selection of brooms. Sorry, must have meant left. Don't worry, son. If this lead about Roger comes good, Brenda will be in the clear and Sophia will be begging your forgiveness. I hope so, Uncle Alec. It's tavern around here, remember? You need them to trust you. Play this right so we can find out the truth and you'll have this whole household of proper uncles and aunts and the rest. Well, I'll do my best, uh, Taverner. Perfect. Sergeant Lamb. Sir. Have you talked to Josephine? Uh, sorry, sir, I tried, but she just looks down at my feet and sneers. Ah, oh, yes, she doesn't like your shoes. My shoes? Josephine doesn't think a detective ought to wear suede. His kid's just winding us up. Not entirely, sir. I had the yard look into Roger's business. Seems the girl was right. United Catering is due to crash any minute. It's been covered up well, but truth is it's been mismanaged for years. Roger's been helping himself. Oh, he might be a murderer, but he's no swindler. To put it bluntly, sir, he's just useless. Got the business from Aristides, but got none of his business sense. The only thing that could have saved Roger's neck is a colossal cash injection this week. The kind of sum he would expect to get from his father's will, in fact. But Aristides had always been so generous. Why didn't Roger just ask him for help? My bet is he did, but the old man refused, and who'd blame him? Throwing good money after bad. So Roger wouldn't be left with any choice. Oh, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Planning a trip, Mr. Leonid. Oh, Charles, Inspector. No, no, just uh, tidying. Have you found something out? Yes, I have. About United Catering. You know. And I know you told your father before he was murdered. If only he could have died without knowing how I failed him. A disgrace. Of a criminal prosecution. Good God, no. It's bankruptcy, but 
an honourable one. I shall throw in all my assets to make sure the creditors are paid. It is also honourable. Why had you and your wife planned your getaway? Sorry. I'll clear it up, Roger. Sorry. Tell him the truth. Thank you, Charles. You're very kind. So was father. If we'd stayed, he'd have tried to make things right. Bail the business out and make me keep going. And uh, I couldn't go on. Clemency had the idea. We'd go away and let the storm break. Get out of here before he could help. But you wanted his help. You went to him that afternoon. No. No, no. He called for me. Tackled me about it. And, of course, I broke down and told him everything. I told him I didn't want help. But the dear old man, he wouldn't listen. He insisted on coming to the rescue. You expect us to believe that he intended to give you all the money you needed? I have the letter here. Look. Charles. He wrote to his brokers right then, giving them instructions. I'm supposed to post it, but with what happened next, the shock... He signed this, at least. I should have told us all this before. I'm sorry. I thought I was doing the right thing, but it seems I'm always wrong. So Roger and Clemency had no motive after all. Wrong way, again. Come on, Charles. What is it? Well, you're right. Roger had no motive. On the contrary, if Aristides was alive, Roger would have been rescued. You think someone wanted Roger to go broke? Someone who wanted to keep hold of the money instead of wasting it on him? If the will is invalid, do we know yet who gets the money? You know what lawyers are like. Hard to get a straight answer. But the consensus seems to be that if Aristides died in testate, your friend Brenda gets the whole lot. Love for sale. This is all mine. Aristides built it for me. Couldn't stand being stuck in that house with them, so he let me pick my favourite part of the garden and he built me this little place, my haven. I don't feel so frightened out here. What have you to be frightened of, Brenda? Well, them. They all hate me. They're just upset about the will. You could get everything. I don't want anything. You don't mean that. What's happened, Charles? Have they made you hate me too? So I'm all alone. We've got Lawrence. Oh, poor Lawrence is hardly a tower of strength. I've been supporting him through all of this, but who will support me? You should get yourself a lawyer. What for? You don't think No. I... But you need someone to advise you. You can advise me. You remind me of him. Aristides. It's a compliment, Charles. He protected me. Well, I'll protect anyone who's innocent. I'm innocent. But can you prove it? I knew it. Sophia's turned you against me. Leave Sophia out of this. Oh, you'd protect her, whatever, wouldn't you? What do you mean, whatever? Well, it's got nothing to do with innocence. You just protect the people you love and to help with anyone else. I'll end up in court for this and my only crime was not being one of them. You just wait. You just wait and see. No. No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Please don't cry, Brenda. <laughs> if you're innocent, you've got nothing to worry about. You promise? You'll look after me. Charles? It's all right. It's all right. It's just... Do you have my ball right through? Oh, you're horrible, Charles! You're horrible! Brenda! Brenda, don't... My ball, please? Were you spying on us, Josephine? Why? Are you worried I've seen something? We were just talking... I could tell my sister otherwise. I thought we were friends. 
You went and sneaked to the police about Uncle Roger. It's all right. They know he's innocent. I don't care about that. It's simply not how you do detective work. You never tell the police till the end. Oh, I see. Sorry. Here, have it back. They're going to talk about it later. Father and Mother and Uncle Roger and Great Aunt Edith. They're going to try to save the business. Only Mother won't hear of Father pitching in because she wants him to put the money up for her play instead. Josephine, you said you knew who the murderer was. So? So who is it? I told you, you never reveal it till the end. But I'm not the police. I promise not to tell. I just want a few more clues, to be certain. Let me help you then. It's dangerous doing it all on your own. You won't be any help. If you're anyone, you're Watson. Even Watson was given the facts. Might have made the wrong deductions, but wouldn't that be fun? Watching me getting it wrong. The police think Brenda did it, don't they? Or Brenda and Lawrence, because they're in love. Well, there's no evidence of that. Well, there's the letters. What letters? What letters, Josephine? Love letters, of course. Catch <laughs> Whoops, too hard again. Be serious. Are you making this up? Are you jealous? Did you like Brenda? I love your sister. Oh, don't be soppy. Lawrence is soppy. He only teaches me because he was too wet to fight in the war. His letters are so soppy. Where are these letters? In here? Too obvious. You have to use proper detection methods. Off you go, Watson. you gone yet? He's been hiding out in the summer house. Josephine, don't tell stories. Actually, he just rescued me from an attacker lurking in the undergrowth. Really? Is that true, Charles? Uh, I just heard a noise. No, he heard the attacker. We were in serious danger. You should have been there. Yes, I should. I don't know how to thank you, Charles. Don't you go all soppy, Sophia. His shoes are quite nice, but he's still stupid. Go and sit with Nanny. Have some cocoa. I don't like cocoa. Josephine, I mean it. You don't have to thank me. That girl's a liability. If it wasn't for her, Grandfather might still be alive. How was it her fault? She asked him about the eye drops. Why does it say not to be ingested? Why would anyone ingest eye drops unless they're stupid? So he told her there were lots of stupid people out there who might ingest them, turn blue, and croak it in seconds. Everyone was there listening. She gave someone the idea. Gotta keep an eye on her before she gets herself in more danger. I know. Okay, well, uh, I'd better be going. Will you stay and help me, Charles? Oh. I'm sorry I was taken in by Brenda. You're right, I was naive. I shouldn't have got mad at you for that. It's what I love about you most. Well, my naivety? No, that was the wrong word. I mean your goodness, the way you can trust people. I should have known you were being honest. We've got to be honest with each other, Sophia. It's the only way we're going to get through this. It's bad enough having to pretend to your family that I don't know the police and then pretend to Taverner that I haven't filled you in about him and me. If, I, if we had to pretend with each other, too, I think I'd go mad. But you'd still love me. Wouldn't you, Charles? 
Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? Oh, they're having doubt about Roger. Come on. Come see what my family's like when they've stopped pretending. Whatever happens, you know this whole thing must be kept confidential at all costs. I'm sorry, Sophia, we're discussing matters of a private nature. Charles and I hope to marry, Father. I want him to be here. Then why on earth not? I keep telling you, Philip, the whole world is going to know about this when it reads the FT this week. And this dear boy already knows he was with the inspector when I explained. Why is he always with the police? He's not. He's with me. Have a seat, Charles. Thank you, Alphonse. You may say what you like, but I do think we ought to respect Aristides' wishes and rescue United Cato. Oh. When this will business is straightened out... My legacy is entirely at your disposal, Roger. No, Aunt Edith, thank you, but no. I wish I could pitch in, too. You can't, darling. It's not fair on, on, on our children. Don't you understand? I'm not taking a penny from anyone. Clemency. There is nothing to discuss. It's a question of reputation. It wasn't a family business. It was entirely my concern. Yes, it was entirely your concern. <laughs> and now it's gone, and I'm glad. Look at the mess. Oh, leave it! Nothing matters compared with the fact that father is dead. Father is dead, and here we are discussing money again. We were only trying to help. That's not how it might appear, Philip. So let's end the discussion right now. What's that supposed to mean? How exactly? Clemency, why are you smiling? I see it because we're free. Good, Philip. Free at last. From the business. From this family. That's what's wrong with this house. Too much family. Too much devotion. Is devotion so bad? Take Sophia and get away from here. Don't get too have a word with you, Charles? Uh, uh, of course, Mr. Havant. Call me Aunt Edith, why don't you? Uh, of course. I wanted to make sure you didn't get the wrong impression of Philip. He's not really mean. It's just... what children do suffer. In what way? With Roger being the eldest, Philip always felt second best. Jealous, really. It may seem odious to say so. But I think Philip isn't as sorry for Roger as he should be. Are you trying to tell me something? No, no. Only this is a dreadful ordeal for all the children. Roger and Philip, Sophia and Josephine. I love them all so dearly. Perhaps too much. Well, surely devotion to your family is a good thing. I needn't have worried. You see us all so clearly. You rather remind me... Of my father? No, not him. To start with, maybe, but not now. You really should go to Sophia, or she'll think we're really up to no good. Of course. Aunt Edith. This is a lovely way To spend an evening And think of anything I'd rather do. It's already growing back. What? The bindweed. It's everywhere. Look. Shh. Look. Through the trees. Brenda, where's she been? For a twilight stroll with Lawrence Brown. I suppose he's been comforting her in that tacky summer house. Let's go away, Sophia. It's a little difficult at present. But soon. Has my family scared you off? No, but it's you I want to marry, not them. We don't have to stay here, do we? It is my home. What will we do here? You could run things, the businesses. 
What were you planning to do when you were discharged? Join the police? I don't know. Maybe. My main plan was just to marry you. I didn't bank on any of this. You never even mentioned your family when we met. No. I suppose I wanted to forget them. Not because I hate them. That would be bad enough, but in a way it's worse. Loving each other, tangled up together so close. So we will leave then when all this is over. What an incredible scene. <laughs> I love Roger when he rumples his hair and knocks things over. And Edith, there's nothing more pathetic than the love of a spinster for her sister's children. <laughs> She'd have given anything to be their real mother. Don't be ridiculous, Mother. She idolises you all, just like she idolised Aristides. I thought Edith disliked him. She was besotted with him. Didn't like it a bit when he married Brenda, taking her place again. Mother! Of course you think love is just two good-looking young people in the rock garden at nightfall. We were only talking. I wouldn't interrupt, except I had to tell you, Sophia. I'm sending Josephine away to school in Switzerland. No! Grandfather wouldn't want that. Old Sweetie Pie liked us all here under his eye, but I'm quite decided. I'm going to wire the school right now. Might not be such a bad idea. She'll be safer. We'd all be safer away from here. Grandfather knew what was best. Your great-aunt seems to think I'm like him, so maybe you should listen to me. You're not like him. We don't belong here, Sophia. Promise me we'll go. Oh, I'll have to think about it. Well, thank you. We have to stay for now. I'm afraid you're in Grandfather's room. Do you mind? As long as it's not forever. Yeah. Lawrence. I'm sorry, uh, I just, I, I heard a noise in Mr. Leonidi's room and I, I thought... I'm just staying the night. And then I saw you with his beard. It's shaving foam. Well, I'm sorry, I should let you get on. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, come in. Uh, have a drink. There are no ghosts. I know, but uh, doesn't it scare you being in here? It's funny, but it's the first time i felt settled since I got here. Look, look out of that window. You can see the whole layout of the place, and suddenly it all makes sense. Makes me feel ill. Here you go. Get that down here. <coughs> I keep thinking it's ironic. What is? You, investigating us. I'm not investigating you. Well, you're always with that uh, inspector. What's ironic, Lawrence? You, setting yourself in judgment above us when you were in the war. You're the only one here who we know for sure is a killer. I'm not a killer, I was a diplomat. You made decisions and people died. It was war. Why does that make it right to kill someone? I've never understood. Because you're just doing what has to be done for the greater good. Good? I know what that means in the classroom. Beyond there, I'm less sure. My conscience is clear. How about yours? What do you mean? Conscientious objecting is one thing. Hiding out here, having an affair with your employer's wife is quite another. What? We, we, we're not having... Who, who? I saw you in the woods tonight, together. We, we were talking only, that's all. Perhaps you were plotting. The only plot here is against us. Pe people making accusations with no evidence. Well, if there is evidence, you can be sure we'll find it. Who do you think you are? Ah! It was next door. Ah. What's next door? Uh, the cistern room. Well, wait here.
Hello, Josephine. Good apple. Woolly. What are you doing in here? Detecting. Detecting what, exactly? I must go and wash before dinner. And you should finish shaving. You look more like a wanted poster than Watson. Have you detected anything I should know about? It's probably about time for the next murder, don't you think? The next murder? In books, there's always a second murder about now. Someone gets bumped off before they can tell what they know. If anyone in this house knows anything, they don't seem to want to talk about it. Sometimes it's something they don't know that they know. Charles, where are you? In here, Inspector, with Josephine. Ah, uh, Mr Haywood, maybe talk in the drawing room. Maybe the murder's already happened. You stay out of it, Josephine. Stay close to Sophia. Will this take long? I think I was onto something with Josephine. Tell him, Mr. Gateskill. It's unprecedented. An old friend of Aristides has approached Mr. Gateskill with a sealed envelope. Aristides instructed him to come forward with it in the event of his death. The whole business has been completely unprofessional. Is it the will? It is not the same will that I drew up. This will has been written by Mr. Aristides and signed. It seems to have been his intention to make me look an utter fool. I don't see why you need to tell me this right now. The will disposes of the estate rather differently to the original invalidated will. Why don't you tell the whole family? You are still planning to marry Sophia, aren't you, Charles? Absolutely, as soon as possible. Mr. Gateskill, if you please. By this will, Mr. Aristides leaves his estate in its entirety to his granddaughter, Miss Sophia. Sophia gets it all. She hasn't mentioned anything, hinted. No, she doesn't know. She'll be astounded. Will she? Of course, if she knew, she'd have told me. Unless she had a reason to keep it secret. Charles! Reason? Tavner, what the hell are you suggesting? Are you sure you can trust her? You don't think Sophia did... Charles! It's Josephine. Come quick. What is it? I think she's dead. It had to be you. It had to be you. In Crooked House, Charles was played by Rory Kinnear, Sophia by Anna Maxwell Martin, Inspector Taverner by Phil Davis, Aunt Edith by Judy Parfit, and Magda by Anna Chancellor. Philip was played by Ben Crow, Roger by Simon Treves, Gateskill by Peter Marinka, Clemency by Rachel Sanders, Brenda by Margaret Cabon Smith, and Lawrence and Sergeant Lamb by Colin Hult. Josephine was played by Gronje Dromgul. Crooked House was written by Agatha Christie, dramatized for radio by Joy Wilkinson, and produced and directed by Sam Hoyle. For nobody else gave me a thrill. I love you still, it had to be you.